I'm a fun guy. <laughs> Not a game. We talking about practice. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to episode eight of Triple Dribble. I'm your host, Loki. I've got Jay and Nads here with me. We've got the big three back after two weeks of pairing off, I guess. Uh, how are we going, boys? Good, good. It's kind of good to have the, you know, the big three back. We're all here together again. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel right when we're not all in the same room or same virtual room. <laughs> same virtual room, that's right. Um, so a lot to talk about, as usual, in the NBA. We're going to start off with a weekly recap. Jay, I'm going to throw it to you. What happened in the NBA this week? What did you see that you liked? Um, like you said, there was a lot of good, a lot of good games and some off-court drama that, you know, keeps us in business, um, the podcasting business going forward. Uh, but yeah, it's all good. So the Houston Rockets can't lose. Um, they're on an eight winning game streak without Jalen Green, their um, young rookie. You know, we're not casting any aspersions here, but one, they were one in 16 with him in the team and now they're eight and zero with him out of the team. So, you know, just a bit of food for thought um, in that way. Uh, Utah keeps rolling on and on, um, which is good to see because they're probably one of the best regular season teams um, in the last, you know, few years. Um, Hornets have lost half their team, but they're playing NBA 2K with scores in the 130s, which is, I've watched a couple of their games and they're super fun and super interesting to watch. They might lose, but yeah, they're all attack and no defense. Um, and then the Bulls are the other ones who've been caught in the injury bubble. Um, a few of their players, DeMar DeRozan, Derek Jones Jr. have gone down with COVID, uh, but they still seem to be winning fairly often. So I really like what that team's about. Lonzo's doing really, really well. So yeah, we're all happy about that. And just to play the homer card, the Knicks are rubbish and we're back to 10 years ago. So yeah, that's a, it's a great being a New York Knicks fan again in this day and age, but <laughs> um, news coming out specifically is that um, Portland are in complete disarray. Um, their front office has pretty much um, changed in the last week. So they fired their GM, which we touched on last episode and uh, Indiana have pretty much put a fire sale up of their entire team. So yeah, we're going to touch on a few of these subjects, but it's been an interesting week in the NBA. Yeah, I think Rockets are a big surprise to me. I thought losing Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. would be like, they're not going to win for a while. But yeah, they've, they've lost both of them and they've won eight in a row. They've been against pretty average teams until until Brooklyn, which was the last game they won, and quite easily. Um, and it's just, I think, that young energy which is helping them. But they're playing playing well, surprisingly. And I'm going to say it, guys, I think Utah are going to win the championship. I'm oh, oh you guys gave me shit when I said that like four weeks ago. I this mean, is, you can't, wow. Th- their playoff performance doesn't always match their regular season performance. So mm. sure. I, I think they'll, they'll be a contender, but I think they'll take the championship. I think, I think okay. they Sorry, can I just go back? So you yeah, think what, yeah. they're going to beat Warriors and Phoenix? Or like one of the two in the finals? Yeah, that's, that's, gets that's to... a big call. Yeah. I just think they've got. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just think they've got. So Steph, the content, yep. <laughs> Steph is. Uh, sorry, not Steph. Warriors or Steph Warriors uh, reliant on one player. You know, Clay might come back, but it's a it's a you know a reliant team on a player, and players do wear down a bit 
towards the end of the season. I know playoffs are a completely different comp and it just restarts again and everyone's full of energy. Um, the same as Phoenix are completely reliant on a couple of players. Without them, they're, they're okay. They can compete, but I think they're more vulnerable. Um, Utah, without Donovan Mitchell or without, you know, Gobert, they're, they're still a really good squad and hard to beat. They've got like an all-round, oh, they've got a deep bench. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree. I'd take I mean, Phoenix's so- depth over Utah's depth. I, looking Utah's, at Utah, like there's some players that just can, they let them do what they want, like Jordan Clarkson, and he goes off on some yeah. nights, and then sometimes he has, like, he's a shit player at times. Mm. So it's it's confusing. I just um, I just don't trust yeah. like that Royce O'Neal, like you said, the Jordan Clarkson Nads, um, Joe Ingles, a bunch of their role players. It it uh, yeah, I'm um, this guy's Cl- um, not Clarkson, sorry, uh, Conley's on his last legs. He's does well enough, but he always gets injured in the playoffs. If you're talking depth, I'd still take Phoenix's depth and I'd still take Warriors if Clay is coming back semi-healthy and they rest him for the playoffs. I'd still take that over Utah. But I take your point that Utah's probably got a better chance this year than the last few years maybe. But mm. yeah, I, I don't... I still I think, think it's Warriors and Phoenix. They had a slow start, Utah, but I just lately... Um, I think maybe I've just been watching more of their games, so it's just in my head. <laughs> um because I was watching the Warriors more at the start and I'm watching Utah. I just see them as like a really good, just just a sensible, smart team that pass the ball around really well, play as a team. And yeah, it's a next man up mentality that really pays off compared to the other teams, I find. Um, just like, yeah, good. Sh- they're, they're, they're all on the same page. They all come up and kind of do the same thing off the bench. <laughs> like good mm. bunch of scorers looking to score and looking to pass. Um mm. In you know in a in a you know within the their system, which is a lot of. Passing. I'll just say one more thing. Look, sorry to interrupt you. If they swing a trade for a good wing, like I'm thinking someone like Jeremy Grant from Pistons, if they manage to get someone like that in a good wing, especially if Conley's iffy, if um Mitchell doesn't play that well in the playoffs and Gobert's a bit iffy, if they have that one shoot like the one scorer, like the wing and good defensive player, I do think that they're going to be very much unbeatable. But it's someone that type, that Jeremy Grant type, which is going to help them um, mm. in the playoffs. So if they manage to swing a trade for someone like that, I think they'll be actually really good. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think the championship is a bold claim. Like, I'm going to hold you to this while we head down the road. Yeah. No, go for right. it. I, I just don't think, they have that, I don't think they have that dog in them to, like, go for, you know, the championship. But hopefully I get proven wrong. Yeah. Well... Yeah, I, I mean, I can see, well, it's out of Phoenix, Warriors and Utah for the West at the moment. And I just see, yeah, I, I, I think I, I just have to have a hot take, you know. <laughs> I'm going to say but, it's Utah. I'm just going to say it's Utah. It's, it's, I'm going to pick one. It's, it's, it's not that hot. Like, they, they are a yeah. contender. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Speaking of trades, guys, uh, Indiana and Portland. Um, teams we've been talking about, I think, so far in our seven weeks of of potting. Um that need to do something big, uh, that are really mediocre, mediocre teams that need to blow it up. They announced this week that they need to blow it up. So Pacers <laughs> first, that are pretty much saying anyone's available, including Sabonis, Turner. They have huge trade value. Um, we've talked about these teams, these especially Indiana, having a squad that it should actually be competitive. Um, they've got Karis uh, Levert. They've got Sabonis and Turner, who are like a great you know, two great uh, big men um, and a bunch of other uh, good fill-in players as well. Uh, and everyone's available, basically. 
as soon as they've said everyone's available, Tern has come out and said something against the team in a press conference, right? He's been saying um, he hasn't been used how he should be used, basically, in this squad, and he's not that kind of player. So it's already tension starting to rise in Indiana, and it's going to be interesting going forward. I think it's going to be a very interesting squad to kind of spread out over the league. Um, Jay, how do you see this one kind of panning out over the next few weeks? Um. <sighs> It's interesting because, like you said, Loki, we all thought Indiana was going to do, maybe not like champ, like sort of um, Eastern Conference finals, but they were going to do well in the sense that they'll push and they'll be hard out for second round playoff. But they haven't been that. And it's really weird, like, frust- not, I mean, not frustrating, but it's sort of odd to see because Indiana, like you said with Utah, they have a certain infrastructure there, or they did like, bef- like in a, in, before, that they've always made it to the playoffs. They've you know, they've been hard-ish out. But just the last few years, it's been coach after coach. Like, they fired Nate McMillan for some reason, and he went to Atlanta, and they pretty much got into the conference finals at Atlanta. They got Nate Bjorken, and they pretty much got a fight on the, like, sidelines with their players because no one liked him, and he got fired after one year. And now um, Rick Carlisle's in, and he just doesn't seem to, yeah, like, know what to do with the team. But... Specifically um, with Miles Turner um, and Sabonis, there's some really interesting statistics that just say they might not actually be the best players to play with each other. So, for example, overall, um, Sabonis joined the team in 2018-19. And between that and now, in those three or four years, between uh, Miles Turner and Sabonis, so Miles Turner's touches in 2018-19 or was 54.4 touches and 0.2 uh, six points per touch and that's gone up so he's got about 20 less touches so now he's getting 35 and a half touches per game and 0.35 so he's become more economical even though he's touched the ball uh, much less and his assists have gone way down from 7.9 without Sabonis to 3.2 with Sabonis so it's just they're not a great pairing together. So on the basketball field, like on the court itself, they need to break them up. We've, I think we've been saying it. A lot of people have been saying it. There's a lot of trade value to be had between those two. And specifically, I'm thinking someone like the Warriors who need a big man. If they can swing a trade for someone like Turner, that's going to be huge. Like, for example, just a fake trade, if you give up Turner for, say, um, uh, Wiggins, Wiseman, and, you know, put your picks in. If Warriors get their big man, Miles Turner can shoot from three. He's like a 40% three-point shooter. He's leading the leagues in blocks. That is huge, especially out of that Phoenix game with a needed size against um, DeAndre Ayton. I think um, there's a lot to be there. Yeah, yeah. Turner's, Turner's a, a really good offensive player. And I think because you're right, because of Sabonis there as the number one option, Turner misses out. And so he doesn't get his rhythm in game. So he's like hardly, he doesn't, you're right. He doesn't touch the ball much when Sabonis is in the team. And then you've got Karis Levert and uh, Brogdon, Brogdon, up the, Brogdon yeah, as Brogdon. well. He's bringing the ball up. So Turner's like, I think Turner wasn't wrong when he said he's not being used correctly in, oh, in Indiana. Because right. yeah. he scored, I mean, he can, he scored 40 and 10 earlier this season. He can score 30 points, I think against pretty like against weaker defensive teams in in the paint, he can do that. I think pretty easily. He's a really good scorer. Just doesn't get the ball in the right places because um, Sabonis is clogging up the paint. So, exactly. yeah, I mean, Warriors would be really interesting. I think the other team would be the Hornets, who need a big man, um, like a defensive Ooh, big man. I like that. Um, I like maybe like that. Yeah. guys like 
you need a few pieces to move him, like PJ probably and Plumley, Plumley yeah, and others. But Plumlee, um, PJ and then and that's that's of, yeah. Indiana blowing up, like getting rubbish players. <laughs> but um, no, not PJ's rubbish. Got, yeah. Sorry, not rubbish. But compared to Turner, and then agree, Char- agree. Charlotte would be. Uh, like a Lamelo Turner combination, I think would be kind of really fun to watch. Can I just throw another one at you? Um, I was going to bring this up later. Siakam for Turner. Siakam plus. If Toronto are going to not blow it up, but if they feel like Siakam's not pull, pulling his weight, they're a f- under five hundred team right now. If they feel like they need a big guy in the middle, mm. because like Kem Birch and you know all these guys like Precious Achua aren't working, if they go fine, we'll trade Siakam, but we want Miles Turner. That's gonna be. I don't, think that's a, I don't think that's a trade. I don't think that's a trade. Indiana would do. Oh, yeah. Why not? I don't think Siakam for Turner like. That's a sideways. It's a sideways yeah. move for Indiana. It doesn't yeah. really help them in any way. Okay. Yeah. Depends who you get back, but yeah, something like that. Like if, if we're talking about Miles Turner's best places, but yeah, that's right. It has to fit both teams. That's fair. But if Indiana trade um, uh, both of their big men as well, they're trying to end some bonus. Mm. If you're putting Siakam there as your centerpiece. Nads, what do you think what, about? What you think um, the, sorry, I was going to ask you yeah. what you think about the Portland situation. Um, but, the Portland situation, yeah, it's okay. Well, firstly, they're they're a mess, right? They got rid of their GM last week. Um, I read reports that you know there's tensions with the coach, the coaching staff. Um, Damien's not on the trading block, uh, which I always think is a little confusing because there's reports saying he's always unhappy and wants out, and then he tweets saying, actually, these reports are false. I'm staying in Portland. I love Portland forever. Um, this room is always that CJ's on the chopping block. And then I think he's got a collapsed lung at the moment, so he's probably going to get traded. Portland needs something new. Um, what do they have doesn't work for them? Year after year, it's the same story. It's the same pieces. I don't really know what to make of it. I feel like we're just going to get stuck in this. It might be a whole new front office, but if Dame actually doesn't say, hey, I want out, it's going to be the same old news. Mm. I think oh, um, I can see you smiling and nodding, but yeah. <laughs> oh, I um, I tend to agree. I think the it's hard because there's so much there, and this is another team where everyone has said you need to like you need to blow it up, and they just haven't. Like, um, they got rid of their general manager, and the thing is, like, what was his best move in the last 10 years since he's been general manager, and now he was general manager? What's been his best move? He hasn't, like, he drafted um, CJ and drafted Dame, and that's, okay, fine, that's good. But the amount of people you've brought in just hasn't done anything, and it's, as a general manager, you need to get new talent and new blood in the team. None of their young rookies have worked. All of their new people, whether it's like um, Larry Nance, Cody Zeller this year. I mean, Roko, Loki, your boy, the process um, favorite, you know, mm. Roko is in there for every year. He gets traded somewhere. They just, they haven't done anything to mm. make you feel confident in that front office at all. Um, going off Damien and like CJ, yeah, look, prayers up to CJ. We hope you get better soon. Collapse lungs, nothing to laugh at. Um Unfortunately, he's in that Aaron Gordon uh, trade scenario where every year he just gets put in trades. Um, by the time his career is over, he'll be one of the top two people in trade, like fake trade demands, because um, every year CJ gets put in there. But yeah, it's. It, I guess my one point is that it's hard to see who wants Dame in the sense that he's making $31 million this year, and that's probably just going up. So 39 
42, 45, and 48 million in 2024 to 25. And now he's asking for a um, two-year extension too. So, like, I just don't know who's going to blow up their entire team to trade for Dame. Like, every team has a point guard they're fairly happy with. Say, like, 15, 20 teams won't even touch it because they have a point guard they're happy with. I don't know who's going to blow up their team to be like, yeah, we'll take all of your money. It's just, it's hard to see, I guess. Yeah, makes you wonder why why Dame wants to stay at Portland. Like, does he really believe in the team or the management, or is he just that stubborn? I don't, I don't know. It's frustrating. It's yeah, because he's so good. He can be, he can be a champion if he finds the right team, or like more of a cont- on a contender. He's just never going to be on a contender if he stays with Portland. That's how it feels. Um, in saying that, I think Covington and Nurkic are off contract. Uh, at the end of is it this year or next year or I think it's this, this year this year yeah I think yeah they've got a yeah, couple of plays off contract so maybe there's they're, they're, that and they're kind of decent sized contracts to get someone someone back that can help um, yeah but the off season moves for this year were really head scratches is getting mediocrity we've we've been through that um, I don't know Portland yeah it's a team it's like because it's because Dame's on that team it's a team you want to succeed and you want to see him in the playoffs and stuff like that but at the same time they're just like just like come on guys just do something <laughs> just get someone better mm. do something I do guess, something like i Roko, guess the one thing Roko Sorry, go plateau- on. yeah record plateaued like years ago um is and that's <laughs> well, still a favorite from the you know the process that right? absolutely like i i have a soft spot for anyone that went through that like jeremy grant is a beast as well um and he's actually a beast <laughs> um so, but like Roko, like he, he was a three and D guy and now he's kind of just a D guy sometimes. He's not bad. He's, he, he is a threat, but he does, he's so predictable that can be yeah. defended on the offense. And that's, I think, I mean, I'm, this is what I think Thabo is becoming as well. I'm um, just a really predictable guy on the offense. Anyway, that's, that's a sixes talk. That's again. Yeah. Thing. Do you want to get into Thibault talk? Here we go. Look, <laughs> no. spray on buddy. Every, every, um, every week I talk about Thibault, but, um, yeah. So uh, yeah, um, yeah. They need to do something. Um, I like how the Pacers have just out and out said everyone's available. What have you got? Show us your best offers, and they're ready to make the change because um, they've got the assets to do it. And I think it'll be quite interesting uh, going forward. Is that going to be good for chemistry though? If they, if you pretty much told Sabonis, Turner, and um, Karis Levert, yeah, we don't want you guys anymore. Is that going to help? Like, like they can't. They can do worse. But I guess this year they're already under five hundred. They're not aiming like they're barely going to make the play in but do you think it's going to get even worse if yeah three of your top stars you're like yeah we don't really want you so yeah <laughs> go for your I think, life do what you want the thing is all three of them could help a contender um individually yeah. um and but together they're just not working uh so maybe they're like yeah you're right we need to get out of like sounds like miles turner's like yeah i need to get out of here <laughs> so i mean if yeah if you're told by your employer hey we we no longer want you but stay you're still here under contract for now mm. you're not going to put in 100 percent, or you need to show that you still have value and you will put in 100 percent, right like yeah. yeah so i think miles is just being very honest that hey i'm not used correctly you guys know what i can actually do to put me on a good team good yeah. i just i don't get it with miles turner like everyone not hates him but everyone's just like you're a lost commodity kind of thing i don't understand he's great three points he's a block like he's been the block leader for this mm. year and he's always in top three the one move i never understood was i think it was last year when um boston had that mid-level exception and um indiana were going to give them turner and mcdermott for um ah oh, crap what's his name 
uh, shit. Anyway, um, they wanted to trade, and then Boston were like, "No, nah, no, nah, we don't want Turner." I never understood why Boston didn't take Turner. He would have helped them so much in their defense. Boston is struggling right now. And I, that was one trade. I was like, why do you not just take Turner? Get him in a new situation. Boston, like he'll be yeah. great in Boston, but they never wanted him. So I was like, mm, are Boston, are Boston struggling right now? I feel like they're on the way up. They're playing, they've been playing pretty well. They've lost like two or three in a row. And they're under 500. They're, sitting, they're still like seven and three. In the middle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's a weird season of ups and downs, so they'll probably be on the down again. Um, guys, moving on, speaking about down, teams under 500, there's, there's four teams in the East that are, oh, sorry, four, five teams that are in the East that are below 500 and a bunch of teams in the West. Um, just wanted to find out from you guys, what do you guys think um, about the teams under 500? I don't think they get enough attention or they get attention for the wrong reasons. Um, Indiana have started making their moves. They're a team under under 500 uh, for the season so far. It's early days, kind of. I think we're a quarter of the way through the season. Um, but, yeah, still struggling. Um, and, yeah, there's a bunch of other teams like Spurs, um, obviously OKC, Pelicans, still just waiting for Zion, which I don't know if that will help at all. Oh, my God. Have you seen him again? There's like, I feel bad keep bringing it up, but, man, I hope he's okay. He's... So the pictures I keep coming out. It's no, uh, but he's like I, I read he was three thirty pounds or something. But then a fan put up a photo the other day, and he looks fine. He looks fit yeah. now. So I don't know. He's how much got I'm the these he's got the heart and Michelin man out of Houston body. It's fine. He'll <laughs> jump in after. Yeah, I mean the worst place to put him is New Orleans, right? All that like southern food. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, Jay man. Uh, have you picked a couple of you picked a couple of teams under five hundred, and you have some suggestions? I basically want to try to find out how do we make teams under mm. five hundred at the moment, at least make a move in the right direction. I feel for mm. me, I feel like the Pacers have made the move in the right direction, at mm. least maybe not to get better this season, but now for their future. Um, what which teams would you pick that could make the right moves to get better? So in the West, I actually went with San Antonio. Um, San Antonio is one team that doesn't get enough, um, maybe not recognition, but at least in the limelight, they don't get enough news stories. They're nine and 15, um, they're five and five in the last 10. Um, they're 13 points, 13th in the league in points per game, 16th in pace, uh, 21st in offensive rating and 11th in defense. So their defense is really good. Their offense is not great at the moment. I just want to shout out DeJounte Murray, first of all, Dude is having a ripper of a season and no one seems to talk about how good he is leading a team. Um, eight and a half assists a game, 8.4 rebounds, about 20 points and two steals a game. It's fantastic. If he was playing in anywhere semi-decent relevancy, he'd be in an all-star conversation, maybe even like most improved conversation. Um, going forward, I quite like some of the young pieces. So DeJounte Murray's good. Derek White's good. Their rookies in um, Devin Vassell and Lonnie Walker actually showing some promise. Um, I think the worst, not the worst thing, but like the mistake they made was they signed Jack, Zach Collins, who was already injured to a big contract. Didn't really work. He hasn't come back and played yet. Um, but the one move that didn't meet expectations was Keldon Johnson, who I think they were expecting, everyone in the league was expecting to make a jump this year and he just hasn't made that jump. If you can move... I don't maybe not move Kellen Johnson, but maybe get a couple of these young players together. 
I mean, is it a Ben Simmons trade situation? Can, you know, I think I read a report where he said he would be happy to play for um, uh, Greg Popovich. Mm. Would someone like that? Unfortunately, I think you might have to give up DeJounte Murray, which I don't really mm. think they should do. But if it's some way you can keep Murray and Simmons together with, you know, a bunch of young players, I think that's completely fine. I think that'll be a very interesting team. Um, yeah. They can do a lot. I think the Spurs, um, I think the Spurs are like one of the least talked about teams like every year. They're just such yeah. a, they got no superstar anymore. Even at, even when DeMar DeRozan was there, no one really spoke yeah. about that. No one gave it. Everyone just kind of, it's like a, it's like a black hole team and they're just kind of there. <laughs> they're a team. And when you come up, when your team comes up against them on the schedule, you're like, I, I don't know. Are they going to be? <laughs> I don't know. It's Popovich. You could, I don't know. <laughs> like I'll take one could... exception, Loki. They got your boy Thad Young. So they don't uh, they have wants... a superstar. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. they do. He wants out though. <laughs> he's saying he's not being used properly. He's not last... being used properly. So That's he, in a, yeah, in an interview, I think a couple of weeks ago, he's like, this is not how I wanted my career to go at this stage. Uh, I'm not being used properly at, 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 in San Antonio. So mm. there's another trade asset along with a couple of the others you mentioned. I got to say, yeah. using the uh, Murray and Derek White starting lineup, I think as starting guards, it's been like, it's, they've been really good. They're great. Yeah. They're great players. And, um, um, yeah. I just, I just want, I want them to do well. Um, but yeah, I think that's one team just people don't talk about um, enough that I think should get a bit more attention. Yeah, fair. Nats, do you have any um, team in particular you want to you have a chat about? Um, yeah, so I think looking, I'm just looking at the standings right now. It's, it's pretty obvious the teams that are in sort of rebuild mode um, on the West, Thunder, Pelicans, et cetera. But I think the Timberwolves are under 500 and I'm sort of really rooting for them. I feel like they've got some great talent. It's a great pick. Anthony, yeah. mm. Anthony Edwards, Cat, um, D'Angelo Russell. But there's just something missing there. I I think when you get rid of like Torian Prince, I think he adds no value. Uh, is I think he's actually holding the team back a little bit. I haven't looked at the stats. I've just watched games. So Jay, you might be able to fill me in here. Um, but yeah, I really think that they're a team that just needs to get a few more of the right pieces, and they'll be able to either get in playoff, not yeah. just the play in tournament, but, you know, go to the person actually have a deep run. I think they're. Um, a, I think they. Sorry, Jay. I think they're. Um... I think everyone's out on the table except Kat and Edwards coming up to the trade deadline. I have a feeling for Minnesota. I think they're thinking the same thing you're thinking. They just need one more, one more player, a couple of good pieces, and they, they'll be in playoff contention. Mm. Um, um, I yeah. disagree, man. I reckon Kat's on the table. He's the you next superstar the to be traded. I reckon Kat's the next superstar, the unhappy superstar to jump teams. I think he's top two, top three, 100%. <laughs> No, I, I, yeah, I reckon Cat will be traded by this trade deadline or next, like, uh, start of next year. I think Cat's gone. I don't think so, he's so long to thing. Cat was, he was writing all like, you know, free Cat, get me out of uh, mm. Minnesota at the start of year. That quieted him down a little bit, especially yeah, that I think they went in a few runs and then he was so happy. But yeah, so I don't know. I think he wants out. I don't think they want to get rid of him. I think they'll hold on to that's him a, as long yeah, as they can. That's a fair way of looking at it. Um, yeah, no, I, I I like you, Nads. I think that's a great point. Um, I was actually going to have a talk about Wolves as well. I assumed one of you guys would talk about the Wolves. That's why I didn't say it. But like you said, they've been on these odd runs where it's like four in a row and then they lose three in a row. And it's like, do you, are you guys good? Are you not? Like, it's a bit confusing. I just want to, um, did you guys see what Patrick Beverly and um, Ant said about Rudy Gobert in their last match? Oh, no, that was hilarious. So, um, <laughs> Apparently they I came out. Pat Bevel's like, on the Timberwolves. Sorry, 
Uh, so I forgot Pat oh, yeah. Timberwolves. Yeah. He's, he's actually done really well for them. He's given them a bit of an edge, um, which I think they're missing. But they pretty much just shut on Gobert and they were like, if you're defensive player of the year, why are you not guarding our best player? Um, and they went off at him, which is, I was laughing. They got beaten like 130 to 110 or something. So I'm not sure, not why, sure why yeah. you guys are <laughs> chirping at um, Gobert. But yeah, apparently Gobert was guarding Vanderbilt and they both came out. Um, Ant was like, Gobert, I don't care. He doesn't scare me. And Bev, Pat Bev was just like, yeah, he shouldn't be guarding Vanderbilt. If you think you're so good and you're defensive player of the year, you should be guarding our best player. Why the hell are you guarding, you know, a, like a third or fourth best player? And it's a fair it point. It's funny. I was laughing. I was like, is, is it a fair point shit. if they lost? Like, yeah, oh, it's not, yeah but what, what, what was Gobert doing guarding Vanderbilt? Like, I don't understand that. What, why wasn't he on cap? Hmm. Um, I think they've actually changed up the defensive rotations. So I've been watching a bit and reading a bit. And apparently they're getting uh, Bogdanovich to get the best player on the opposing team or the wing, like the best wing instead of getting Gobert to guard him. So Gobert is stepping one down on the defensive assignment and uh, Bogdanovich is stepping one up and guarding. And it's actually helped them slightly. So I don't think there's any more like... um, Go bear guarding, you know, the Steph Curry is like the, the really good guards because he just gets embarrassed, like, well, Obviously, he gets embarrassed sometimes. He's not a perimeter yeah. defender, yeah, but I thought exactly. he could at least defend Cat or Edwards. He can actually, Edwards would probably be Oh, uh, Edwards, no, dribble. he's in it, yeah, don't do yeah. yeah. um, At least Cat. Yeah, Cat okay. maybe, but yeah, I think it's one of those things where they're changing up the defensive rotations. And yeah. look, it's working. They've been on like a seven game winning streak, Utah, and yeah. their defense is really good. So, yeah. Do you guys I'm have actually, a. Sorry, I was going to ask, do you guys have a team who's under 500 who you root for? I know, I know Nancy said Minnesota. Is that the team you go for under 500 usually? Like I wouldn't say it's the team that I go for. I just feel like yeah. I, I've watched Minnesota struggle. I've watched Cat struggle. Yeah. Um, so I, I like to see him. I'm actually, and, and I might, you know, Jay might love me for this, sort of going for the Knicks. I know that. Yes, I was going to say, <laughs> come on, baby. Knicks are under just, 500. <laughs> just because, you know, being here in New York, I feel like, the yeah. Knicks always, there were so many high hopes at the start of the year. Um, and we've forgotten all about Bing Bong Day. It's, it's over. It's done, right? It's like same bong old Bing. now. So. Yeah, it's over. Yeah, Bong Bing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope they, you know, they can climb their way up just a little bit. Nats, I think because you're moving, or Nats, out, you know, he's moving out of New York. He's moving back to Australia. I think he's going to have like this, you know, peace, I'm, peace I'm of New York always in his heart. And it's going to become exactly. a Nats fan. Exactly. <laughs> There's plenty of space in the bandwagon, Nats. Come on. That's all right. We have plenty of space so up the last week. Jumper. <laughs> yeah, do, you um, a, do you have a team? Just you in, in, sorry, in, sorry. Just in saying that, I, I haven't watched any recent Knicks games. With Kemba you don't out of the have rotation, to. Jay. Well, I'm saying with um, Kemba out of the rotation, have you noticed any sort of differences? It's been better with Alec Burks in there, but the, I think it's just the fact that Randall's gone back to the main. Like Randall's last season was such an anomaly that he's gone back to being like New Orleans and Lakers Randall, and that has been the m- main thing where it's just you can't you can't do that. Like all he's starter, not, all scrub, all scrub team. Mm. Like he's not getting back on defense. He's taking these long twos and threes contested. He keeps getting the ball within twenty feet and just going left all the time. It's just he, yeah, he's. He shouldn't, he needs to be better. He needs to share the ball more. He needs to just defend better and things aren't happening. So mm. I think that's the main, the main point is Randall's not playing well. So the Knicks aren't playing well. Right, well, putting it all on Randall. Well, I mean, he's the superstar of the team. Like, yeah, he should it's not have a team, that. It's yeah, not like a team needs... sport. It's just him. Yeah. <laughs> the Julius. Yeah, it's fair. Cool. Um, all right, guys, let's uh, move on. 
uh, to let's hate on the Lakers for a bit. What do we think about the Lakers this season? Everyone, I think Lakers fans are disappointed and non-Lakers fans are kind of laughing, being like, haha, you guys suck kind of thing. Um, there was one game this week. They clicked all three Knicks, Lakers and, um, sorry, Knicks, Lakers, what am I talking about? Davis, Westbrook and James all had like, Awesome games. The stat lines are like fantasy heaven if you've got them in your teams. Um, and they just clicked and they won, played like an awesome game. And the next game, Westbrook completely failed and the team lost against Boston. Um, and uh, and it went from the media hyping them up like they've got it, they've clicked, to like, nah, actually, never mind, they're going to blow it up. Uh, so Lakers, are they done? Are they going to blow it up? Yeah, they're going to blow it up. They're like, you know, obviously uh, low GM will make some decisions. Uh, I think post-Christmas, we'll see a lot of changes. Who I'm disappointed in is actually not Westbrook, but Anthony Davis. He, I don't think he's playing like he he used to. (laughs) Yeah, like if you you watch the bubble when he had the crazy run, even last year, and then now it's just like he's average. You know, Mm. he, yeah, he still puts up 20 points or whatever, but it's not exciting he looks like he's struggling um lacks enthusiasm and westbrook is a complete opposite everyone shits on westbrook but he at least gives you 110 percent every time he's out there which i like more Yeah. yeah um no just going off that last game so they won against um boston by like 15 or 20 points everyone was like yeah yeah lakers are back don't worry about it they played a memphis team and lost 108 to 95 they couldn't even break 100 they lost to a team of Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., Stephen Adams, Tyus Jones, DeAnthony Melton, Xavier Tillman. Their two best, two of their best players were not playing. Ja Morant obviously wasn't there. Mm-hmm. LeBron ended up getting 20 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds, steals and blocks. How do you lose? I don't understand how you lose and LeBron put, like, plays like that as well. And... Like, what can you say about the Lakers that we haven't already said in the last, you know, how many weeks and before? Like, it's one step forward, three steps back. And it's just, yeah, it's one of those things where it's not going to, it's not going to work. But I don't know, you just can't not trust LeBron at the moment. Like, it's still... I mean, we, we were saying it right at the start of the sort of season, but like, this is an experiment that's going to fail. And, and it is failing. Yeah. <sighs> Go Wait, on, what do you, right. Yeah. Good analytics. Yeah. <laughs> Good. What do you reckon, guys? Reckon um, so hot take. If Portland are gonna blow it up, Lillard for Westbrook. Yeah, oh, that's that's <laughs> tough. I like, don't think that helps. Portland are going completely. I don't know if that helps, helps either. I don't think it helps Portland. That helps Portland at all. No, it, it doesn't. Sense. But if Portland are blowing it up completely, what better thing than Westbrook? You know he's gonna play hard. You know he's gonna get fans in. He doesn't need a good team with him to get like 40 wins per season. The other thing, the other question I have is, would Lillard be happy going to a team where he's not the alpha? Because Lillard is an alpha. I feel like he needs to have that that mentality. And he's been like that his whole career. And he's gone to a team with, he'll be like third. <laughs> I disagree. In in names-wise. He's probably like play-wise, he'd probably be the best player. I, 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 don't, think, I don't think he cares about that too much. No? I feel like, no. Uh, he seems more he, like a team guy. You know, he will be the I'm alpha. AD is not the alpha. AD doesn't care. He doesn't. He doesn't play hard. LeBron's looking for someone to pass the torch to. I think Lil, if Lillard comes in, I reckon 
like LeBron will give all the love to Lillard and Lillard mm-hmm. will be the number one in that team. I, yeah, like, basketball-wise, will it work? I mean, mm-hmm. I, it should, but yeah, I think that's going to work much more. And for the Portland side, yeah, what I meant was if you're going to blow it up, if you're going to trade CJ Nurkic, if you want to trade everyone, what's the biggest blow it up move you can make? You either trade for Wall or you trade for Westbrook. Yeah. And then you see what happens with your team. Yeah. Uh, just before we wrap up, um, any games this week that you're looking forward to or teams that you're looking forward to over the next week? I've got to say the Cavs for me are like top notch. I look forward to watching the Cavs. I've never said that before since LeBron <laughs> left. But man, they've got, um, yeah, they've got some interesting games this week, I think. Um, they've got, I think, uh, the Bucks. And on, 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 like later this week, um, I think they've got Brooklyn as well. So two mm. two spot two games which will show where they've come. But I'm I'm really digging the Cavs. No, I agree. I'll just jump in quickly with um Houston man seven eight game winning streak can't go wrong. Um, the game I just want to highlight Hawks and Rockets on Tuesday. That can be like a hundred and forty a piece game. Like that's just going to be people bombing from half court. So yeah, that can be very enjoyable if you're looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to, to. I think Lakers and Thunder is today. You know, evenly matched, man. That's going to be great. Can OKC go three for three? That's, that's what I'm having. For. Oh, can we do it? Can we? Can we like bet on this for next week for the game? Here we go. Who do you reckon, Loki? What do you reckon? Who's going to win? Is it? it is Thunder it in o- Lakers? Is it in Oklahoma or is it in LA? It is. It is in Oklahoma. I'm going to go Oklahoma. Just for fun. <laughs> but that's... is is Giddy and SGA are they still out? No, they're playing. Ah, oh, then yeah, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll go Lakers. I guess I can't. We all go, can't go the same. But all right, next I week, I, I guys, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, guys, awesome. On that note, thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe. See you next week. Bye.